everyone. This is Melissa Sudakis and my co-host, Mallory Thompson. A welcome to A Breath Fresh Marketing. Hey, Mallory, what's up? Hey, Melissa. How are you? I'm good. Happy Friday. Oh, my gosh. Is it already? Wait. <laughs> Happy Friday to you, too. Thanks. Today's two podcast Friday. I know. It's exciting. Very I, exciting. Um, just threaten my children's lives in the living room. Wonderful. So, um... That's going to be great. Nice. I told them to take a bag of flour out in the yard. I'll send you pictures of how that turns out. Awesome. That should be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, today's a good day, and I'm excited. We actually have a really cool guest on the show for today. I'm excited. She's a former Miss Kansas um, and current news anchor and co-host of Little Rock, Arkansas's leading local news channel, THV11. Her name is Amanda Yeager. She'll be joining us today. That's so exciting. Yeah, yeah. So cool. We just watched Groundhog Day last night. Oh, you did? That's um, the only... I know he wasn't a news anchor, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, the only... Uh... Hello. Well, hey. Hi. It looks like Amanda's here with us. Hey, Amanda. Hey. Good afternoon. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. How are you? Awesome. Doing really well. I had the day off today, actually, because of hurricane coverage and everything. So it was it was nice. Oh, wow. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So my name's Amanda, obviously. Um, I'm a news anchor in Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, anchor the morning show where I get up at three in the morning pretty much every single day of the week. <laughs> nice, dark and early. Uh, and then I anchor the noon show for the station as well. So uh, I've been doing reporting and anchoring for about five, almost six years now. I met my husband in Wichita about five years ago when I was Miss Kansas with the Miss America organization. Um, and so we've been married for about five years. And we love living in Little Rock, love uh, working in television, even amidst all the craziness. And uh, yeah, that, that's the general summary of, of Amanda. Oh, that's so awesome. And you're beautiful. I saw your picture and I saw you on TV. Um, Thank you. How did you get involved in pageant? Sure. Yeah. So basically when I was really young, my mom really wanted me to get involved in pageants. And I, she had been involved in pageants when she was younger. So she's like, I know that you would love it. And you'll be great. But I was like, uh, mom, you realize I have a bowl cut. I'm overweight and I have no idea what I'm doing. So I, I, uh, I, Okay, I'll, I'll do it. And I competed in one when I was eight. The judges said I had a great personality and a great interview. And they gave me first runner up. And then <laughs> I put a pause, put a pause on, the, uh, on the pageant life after that. And then eventually when I went into my freshman year of college, my mom was like, remember, you can get a ton of scholarships, you know, if you do these pageants. So I was like, okay, I give in. Competed in the Miss Moberly pageant in my freshman or sophomore year of college. And I ended up winning that competed in Miss Missouri that year, fell in love with the service aspect of the program and getting to sing on stage. And I just thought it was so much fun. And so I ended up competing in Miss Missouri for the next three years, went to grad school in Kansas and decided to give one last try to make it to Miss America. And I ended up winning Miss Kansas that year, that first try and went to Miss America for uh, the 2014 year. So it all worked out and it was the, some of the best times of my life. And I, I'm thankful she kept pushing me to do it. And I'm thankful I grew my hair out of that bowl cut. <laughs> that's great so you've lived quite an exciting life so far when you were young what were your goals 
well, my first dream job was to be the Walmart scanner checkout lady. I, I thought that was the coolest thing ever that they could scan all of my groceries and it seemed so high tech. Uh, but eventually my mom encouraged me to dream, dream bigger. Uh, I ended up loving watching the Today Show with my mom every morning as I got ready for school and even just the local news. And so when I was eight, my my first big hero was our local news lady, Beth Malicki. She was an anchor. And I remember actually getting to meet her at one of our hometown football games. And my mom was like, go ask her for her autograph. And I was like, oh, my gosh, for sure doing that. Uh, and so I got to meet her and... Um, Pretty much ever since that was always my dream was to work in news in some way. Uh, and so, yeah, here I am <laughs> all these years later. I actually emailed Bess Maliki about two years ago to tell her, I know you have no idea who I am. You probably don't remember me, but um, you inspired me. And now I'm doing my dream job because of you. And that was really cool to be able to do that. Aww. Aww. Yeah. Well, so 2020 has been quite a newsworthy year so far. How have you dealt with the, you know, reporting all the news from the pandemic to Black Lives Matter movement to the election and then everything in between? It definitely has been a wild ride this year. So many things happening. And I think it's just been a lot. It's been a lot for people on an emotional level. I mean, not only is our every single day life in fact, in, in, impacted by COVID-19, but then, you know, emotionally, we're seeing some of this horrible stuff happening in our communities and across the country um, with the systemic racism and and just hatred, what it seems towards people, it's 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 painful. Um, and so I think it's as a news anchor and as a journalist amidst this, I'm feeling all of what other people are feeling too. I think sometimes it seems like the news anchors on TV, you know, they're just kind of straight faced and straight laced because you know they have to be. But we feel things just like everybody else. We're people in our communities, too, and um, it's been hard on us. And in a way, we've become part of the story because many news anchors across the country have been doing live television shows from home amidst the pandemic. You know, so that's been a whole nother technological challenge that we've all been going through just to get newscasts up for people to stay informed, because it's more important really than ever for people to be informed about what's going on in their communities. And so it's been a challenge for every every one of us. But honestly, this is one of the parts that I love about my job is I am in the middle of everything going on and I'm in learning and I'm informing and I'm, I'm getting to tell stories that matter and help people with their daily lives. And so that's very, very meaningful to me. And I know that the media often gets a bad rap. I mean, especially during these times, we hear people say media is the enemy. And <laughs> I think that couldn't be further from the truth, especially on a local level, because we're not your enemy, we're your neighbors. We're just so happened to be on TV. Um, and so it's, it's really important that we that we stay credible, that we work hard and that we provide information that's important to people every single day, especially with, like you said, everything we're going through right now. I think there's kind of a disconnect sometimes, though, you know, between us normal people and people on TV. Like we're, we're used to people on TV being so separate from us. But mm -hmm. it's it's definitely not the case with our local news teams. And I think it's kind of easy to forget that. You once joined a team of political experts as a panelist on your news channel's election coverage. Do you have any plans for election coverage this year? 
Oh, definitely. <laughs> I am a big political nerd. When I was going to graduate school in Kansas, I was getting my PhD in political science from the University of Kansas at the time. And my dream was to be a, contribu a political contributor for a national news organization and then teach at the university level. But once I won Miss Kansas, I, I had to take the year off to do that. And then opportunities came to be working in news full time. And I had to make the tough decision and choose news. And I, I don't regret that ever. I love what I do. And it's cool to be able to still do political coverage. And so, yes, whenever we had the elections back in 2016, they had me help lead some of that election coverage, join a panel and get to talk with experts at the university level and in the community. And I cannot wait to do that again. Obviously, another extremely memorable election happening this year. Uh, and so I, I can't wait to be a part of it. We're in the planning stages, getting everything ready for that and just trying to figure out, you know, the stories that we want to tell and uh, get people knowledgeable and prepared for, for the big election, too. So it's very exciting. Nice. So do you get nervous before you go live on TV or has that all faded over time? Yeah, I think it's mostly faded. I, it's, it, there's a little bit of a nervousness in terms of being excited if you're out at like a live event. You don't have a script that you're working with and you're just feeling the energy of wherever it is you're reporting. But I, for the most part, when I'm in the studio day by day, I don't feel that nervous energy anymore like I did when I first started in the business. Um, it's just just like everybody else going to their job day by day. That's kind of what it feels like. It just so happens to be that my job is in front of thousands of people every day. So um, you just kind of get used to it. But but yeah, when you're at live events or, you know, you know, if you're reporting on, you know, something very difficult, you, you do get a little bit nervous in those moments. But yeah, overall, yeah, I'm just excited every morning to do what I want to do. And even at 3 a.m., you know, you just, you just make it work. <laughs> I don't know how much coffee it would take me to get excited about my job at 3 a.m. <laughs> uh, a, vin a venti every morning. Oh, Gotta wow. have the venti. Yeah. <laughs> As a news anchor, what do you believe your top priority or responsibility is? My top priority for me, and I don't think, I don't know that this is the same for every person, but it's to inform people and be somebody that people trust. And I think that that's really shaped the way that I do things, which is different than a lot of other news anchors out there. And I'm not saying that my way is better. It's just how I how I am. But I, I show a lot of my personality. I share a lot of my personal life and really connect with people in my community and even across the world through my social media platforms, because I feel that if I'm open and honest and vulnerable with them, then they have a trust established with me for when I'm reporting stories and when I'm gathering facts and information. And I feel it's really paid off and people are more willing to come to me and share story ideas and, um, and, and feel connected with me. And so that for me, that's, that's my top priority. So, What's the best part of being a news anchor and what's the toughest part of being a news anchor? Uh, the best part of being a news anchor is the people. I love people just in general. I'm one of those like annoying people that actually doesn't mind small talk. Uh, so <laughs> I, I love the people. I've loved uh, getting to serve my community and, and make a difference in my community with people that I live with. You know, I mean, that's how incredible is, is that? That's, I think that's my favorite part. I love being a part of the energy of the breaking news world. I mean, I, every day I go to work, it's different. There's always a new story. There's always something happening. And it's, it's really exciting to be one of the first people that hears about it and the first person that gets to start researching it and getting that information out. That's, that's a lot, a lot of fun. I think the hardest part 
is dealing with the criticism right now of just being in the news media and feeling like it's getting harder for people to trust you um, just based on things that they hear and criticisms out there. I think that's challenging. I deal with a lot of bullying online, um, a lot based on like my physical appearance or things like that. And so those that can be challenging. I have a thicker skin after all these years, but I just think... I think just kind of the general feelings and distrust toward media is, is a challenge right now. And that 3 a.m. wake up call, you think it would get easier. Not really. It really doesn't. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still working on that one, but it is nice being off by 1 p.m. and having the day. That's true. Well, Amanda, you'll have to tell us who's bullying you so we could kick their asses for you. Yeah, we'll go ahead. <laughs> I love it. So is, is what you've described the biggest roadblock you faced in your career or is there something else? Oh, the biggest roadblock, man, that is, that is a hard question. I think when I think about a roadblock I faced, I mean, I think it's more about just, you know, being able to accomplish what I want to accomplish and everything like that. I, I, I don't try to let the criticism to me too much to where I'm not able to still do my job on a daily basis. Um, and so that that's a good thing. I, I think I think the biggest roadblock is just believing in myself and, you know, struggling with that over the years. And, you know, you, you get a lot of those criticism from people that tell you, you know, you should do this. You should look this way. You should talk this way. You should perform this way. And I think for a while I really let that get to me and really like try to just be who other people said I could be. And I think I think really in the last couple of years, especially with just the support of the television station I'm at. I've really just said, you know what, <laughs> I'm just going to be 100% Amanda and some people will love it. And other people are going to think this girl is a little weird or she's a little crazy, but that's okay because it's who I am. And I think recognizing what my unique ability is. We read that you're passionate about giving back to your community. What is your favorite way to give back, especially in light of COVID-19? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a challenge because there's you're so limited in what you can do and being around people. Um, so for me, I think one of the biggest ways that I'm giving back right now is just providing reliable information and, and being kind of um, comedic relief in some ways, too, on my social media pages for people. I've had <laughs> I've had so many people say it's just so nice with everything going on for for somebody to be so real and for, you know, to have a little bit of a break of, you know, from all of the seriousness that we're dealing with every day. One of the biggest ways while things are socially distanced and we're facing the COVID-19 challenges is just helping people to be more aware of things that they can still do. And so I've been working on my social media pages and everything to share ways that people can give in their community, whether it's helping with um, like the food bank in our community, or if it's, um, you know, providing meals and and necessities to families that are in need in our community it's been an honor to be able to try to help connect people to those resources and then connect to them on my own as well so it's been challenging no doubt but there are still ways to make a huge difference in your community even when we're dealing with the pandemic so from your perspective seeing all that you've seen what are some of the less obvious ways that the coronavirus has affected your city uh i think that it's just been it's been a challenging thing for people on an emotional level. And I think when you're at home and when you're spending more time alone, people don't see. It's almost like this invisible pain and struggle that a lot of people are going through. I, I've, I've heard it from people that I've talked to in conversations. I felt it even within myself. And so 
I think it's the things that people don't see on a regular basis that can be the most painful and that have been so such a part of this struggle. I think now more than ever, we have to have a focus on taking care of our mental health because there's two sides of spending more time at home. A lot of people have enjoyed the work from home life, but there's also this, you know, distance from people and and being able to be there for the neighbor that I think has a really big emotional toll and the uncertainty of the economy uh, and and how people are going to get their paycheck. I mean, those are, (laughs) I mean, obviously very visible things that we're seeing in the news, but how that emotionally and mentally affects people is, is truly serious. And so I think just the mental health issues that many people are dealing with on a daily basis amidst all of this can often be forgotten about, but it's it's extremely important. Definitely. So if you could give advice to those who might want to give back to their community, but aren't sure how, what would you tell them? Well, I think that if you want to give back, that's the first step is having a willing heart. And so that's the first piece of the puzzle. And then there are so many organizations in the community. All you have to do really is go to their website and they're going to give you a contact email or a phone number or you know, something to help you get connected. And I think the, t- the local news stations like I work at do a great job of compiling lists and, and doing stories about different organizations that are in need of help and volunteers and support and that, you know, we're able to get people that information because it is, it is one of those times where people need that help and support more than ever. So go on to your local website, uh, local news website, see what stories they're pushing out about people that need help get connected. Um, there are tons of great resources online for your individual community. There's there's really an endless <laughs> endless amount of, of, of our opportunities to give back. And so having that willing heart to say, I, I, I think it's time for, for me to do something, that's truly one of the most important pieces and the opportunities are endless from there. So what advice would you give to aspiring news anchors? Oh, uh, <laughs> you have to really love it. Yeah, it is not an easy job. I think I think a lot of people still think it's all about just the glitz and glamour of being on television. And I got to tell you, if that's what you want, this ain't it. There is a little element to that every once in a while creeping through. But overall, it's it's not that simple. So I would say if you truly have a passion for uncovering truth and and being a part of a community and and trying to find answers and, and and being able to hold people accountable if you really love educating people and getting down to what is really happening in, in your community then it probably will work out and you'll be happy every single day but there's 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 so much there's so much else to it than just the being on TV aspect i mean a lot of people don't know that I went back to school whenever I got my first job as a news anchor to learn how to run a camera and to learn how to use editing software and and learn how to write in a journalistic way that had integrity. And, you know, that's not just like everyday writing, like you'd write an essay in your English class. I mean, it's a very technical career. And so I actually go out and shoot all of my own stories when I get off of the news anchor desk. I grab my camera, grab my tripod, you know, I interview everybody, go back write my stories, edit my stories in the software. So it is a kind of a highly technical career. And more and more, we're seeing the news anchor have to be able to do both these days. So that's something to consider for sure. And then um, I do my own hair. I do my own makeup. Uh, (laughs) You know, I pick out what dress I want to wear every morning. So, you know, that you may see some, some help with that stuff 
at the network level. But by and large, most news anchors in your community are doing all of this on their own. And so you really have to have grit and you have to have a passion for it because otherwise you're probably going to get burnt out pretty quick. But we need good we need good people to be involved in the news industry, whether they're producing the shows, reporting for the shows or anchoring the shows. Uh, now more than ever, we need really great journalism. So so that is that those are the biggest pieces of advice I'd recommend. And and uh, go shadow a local news station. I always love having high schoolers come visit or speak into college classes and just try to actually see what goes on inside the news station uh, to learn more about it. So is that a requirement with the news station? Like, hey, Amanda, you're going to have to do your own hair and makeup. Or are you like, hey, I'll do it myself. I don't need anyone to style it for me. <laughs> I think it was just pretty much a given like, hey, you know, we don't have people that are going to be doing this for you. You need to learn how to do it. And so I've gotten a lot of training through the years from from people on how to do makeup for TV. I've, I've tried to learn tricks of the trade to be able to do my hair as fast as possible, because when you're waking up at three in the morning, the last thing you want to do is do your hair and makeup. Can I just be honest? Oh, yeah. uh, but, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, you just got to do it. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. so, yeah, I just think it, it's kind of it's just an unspoken kind of given that that's just how it is nowadays. And then what about for your wardrobe? Do they supply you with choices to choose from or is this the, your own stuff that you buy? Yeah, everything I get is is my own. Um, some stations is very, very rare nowadays can give like um, stipends for you to go get clothes. But that, again, is very, very rare. Uh, my station was really awesome. And they hired a styling consultant to come in and teach us about hair, makeup and clothing. And so she went shopping with us to at least like say, hey, this is something that I think would look good on you. Try to find things that are these colors and this. So we had consultants that have been able to help us. But ultimately... It's our job to go and buy the clothing and we pay for the clothing. And so, you know, we don't really have like a day-to-day -day stylist by any means. That's that's on us as well. Okay. Did you take it personally when they brought someone out from the outside in? Like here. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> it was pretty... Luckily, it wasn't like, hey, Amanda, we, we've seen some pretty poor outfit choices and we need to do an intervention here. It was like every anchor. At the, it was like uh, every anchor at the station had the opportunity to get that extra help. And I think most of us were like, sure. I mean, yeah, why not true. get you know a second opinion about these things? So but even at that, you got to take everything with a grain of salt, you know, because sometimes the consultant would come back and you'd be like, there ain't no way I'm wearing that, like not a chance. And so you take the good with the bad and you got to be yourself at the end of the day. Um, and, and look, I know we're going off script here, but it just got me thinking about all these other questions um, that, that I want yeah. to ask. But um, can you think about a time where you had a fumble where you're going through a piece and you said something that just came out completely wrong and it just sounded funny or you just started laughing or, or anything funny happened where your hair like wrapped around your face because you're outside and it like pulled all your makeup off or something? I mess up all the time, every single day. There's literally nothing close to perfection on my end. So there, are, this happens every day that I mess up on words. But one day that it, you know, things got really bad. I was out reporting on a story by a lake, and it was, I think, it was just some story about a very bizarre situation involving swans that were like brought into the community illegally, and they were going to be deported to Florida. I'm, I'm talking like a very bizarre story. So they put me, put me by the lake for a live shot kind of where these swans would have been and 
as I was doing my my report, there were just gnats in my mouth. Like I was eating gnats while I was speaking because I mean you're right by the water and they're just they don't care if you're there. And so that was I was like right when that live shot ended, I was like ran away and I was like getting everything off my face and off my clothes. That was that was pretty rough. Um, oh, gross. <laughs> Um, but so, yeah, so as far as, as far as fumbles and odd situations, I think that was one of the top for sure. Nice. And I'll, I'll yeah. make sure our videographer, when he edits this, puts in like a nice bug sound when you, yeah, please, there. please add that in there. <laughs> nice. Uh, so in your opinion, what did it, what does it take to be Miss Kansas or Miss America? What would you t- tell young aspiring women who, who want to get involved in that? Absolutely. I think it takes grit. It takes an extreme level of dedication, persistence, and hard work, and a love for service. Um, Even with pageants, it's very similar to television. If you're getting into it for the glitz and the glamour, then you're in it for the wrong reasons. And so, you know, whenever I was competing, I mentioned I had to compete four years before I won and made it to Miss America. And so I had to be told no, 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 over and over again. Uh, before I got a yes. And so it's being able to persevere, even if you get a no, or even if you are told, you know, you should do this, you should do that. You've got to find your true self. You have to be confident in who you are and you have to be willing to work hard to reach your goal and not be someone that just gives up because you didn't get it that time or you didn't get it the next time. And at the end of the day, I, I walked into my final year of competition saying, even if I don't win this, I've won, you know, tens of thousands of dollars in scholarship money and I've learned how to do interview skills and I, I I'm a different person and so win or lose I walk away winning and so it, it's just being involved for the right reasons and being able to work hard and I think any young girl would benefit from being a part of the Miss America organization or or another organization in pageantry that that really cares about serving a community and having the opportunity to grow in your education nice that's great I've never looked into pageants. Uh, it sounds like something my daughters would love, but I don't know that I'd be able to um, buy that much hairspray. Uh, <laughs> you just got to get freeze it from Walmart. It's $5 it Walmart. And it, right. it will get the job done. It is good stuff. It's nice. like it'll your hair won't move ever again until you wash it. Promise. Nice. <laughs> so you've done a lot in your life so far. What do you what are your goals for the future? What's what's number 1 on your bucket list? So number one is just to enjoy my life with my husband. It has nothing to do with my career goals. Like I just want to have a life that I enjoy with my husband and love him more every day and grow in our relationship. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer in Christ and my faith is the most important thing to me. So living a life that exemplifies what Christ would want. Those are my top priorities to be a good wife and a good Christian. And so that's, that's my number one and number two, but um, honestly, career wise, I think it would be amazing to work, you know, at a national level someday or have my own show and my own talk show or something. I think that would be amazing. I think with the whole wild TikTok thing and how that's just kind of blown up in the last four months, I've, I've kind of opened my eyes. Like there's so much out there and there's so much opportunity that, things I may have never even dreamed just because the digital landscape is changing so much. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm just dreaming big, wanting to do things in front of a much larger national audience and kind of just seeing where God kind of works all that out and what opportunities come next. 
Nice. Yeah, for sure. So if you had to pick one person, dead or alive, who would that person be as your biggest inspiration? Oh my gosh, Jesus Christ, no doubt. I mean, every day I'm in my Bible learning how do I be more like him and how do I live like him? Um, and it's really cool to work in the news industry because a lot of what I get to do is just serve people and love on people and have relationships with people. And so no doubt that's that's already who I'm communicating with every day and trying to be more like every day. And then I can't not mention my mom. Um, my mom and I are BFFs for life. And uh, she's definitely a biggest hero to me um, and inspiration to me. And and I, I, I just hope that as I continue to grow, I'll just continue to be more like her. So very inspiring person to me. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm sure um, she would really appreciate that hearing that. So I'll make, I'll make sure she listens so she can be reminded of how great of a daughter I am that I mentioned yeah, her there. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I'm just she hears that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so well, great. Well, what are the social media handles you'd like to share with everybody? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can follow me on pretty much any social media that exists, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm, I've been doing a lot more on Instagram. Uh, you can find me there at Amanda Yeager TV. My last name is J A E G E R. So it sounds a little different than it looks. And then on TikTok, you can follow me at it's Amanda Yeager. So please follow me on social media. I'm on there a lot. It's I'm very, very active and uh, I try to be very transparent about my life and about what's going on and connecting with people on there. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Amanda Yeager. Thank you for being on our show. And um, we really enjoyed talking to you today. Thank you for inviting me. It was a lot of fun. Sorry for some of the tech difficulties, but uh, I think we got I think we got it all worked out. And I'm, I'm really thankful. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, we'll see you soon and have a great rest of your, uh, well, have a great weekend, actually. Yeah, you guys too. Enjoy it. All right. Thanks. Take care. <laughs> see ya. All right. Bye-bye.